0: Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Acts, we're in the ninth chapter. And we're in the middle of the story where uh, Saul is struck down by light on his way to Damascus. And so Saul is in town. The Lord had told him, hey, go into town. And a man named Ananias, he had a vision that Ananias would come to him. Then the Lord appeared to Ananias in a vision and said, hey, I want you to go meet this guy uh, named Saul from Tarsus. And Ananias went, hey, Lord, I've heard about this guy. He's got official papers to come and do us harm. And I've heard everything that he's done. But then the Lord said this. Listen to this, verse 15. Go, for he is a chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the sons of Israel. For I will show him how much he must suffer for my name's sake. So this is what the Lord is saying to Ananias in a vision. And he's telling Ananias about Saul, that Saul is a chosen instrument. That, he's going to, that he bears his name before the Gentiles and the kings and the son of Israel, and that the Lord's going to show Saul how much he must suffer. So what does Ananias do? Verse 17, God had told him to go. Verse 17, so Ananias departed and entered the house. Well, what house? Remember, he had told exactly where to go. Go down the, you know, to the uh, street, uh, named Straight. And the guy's hat, name was Judas, I think, where they were at. So Ananias departed and entered the house. And after laying his hands on him, said... So remember, the Lord had told Ananias what to do. To go and lay hands on him and to restore his sight. He, he had told him that he lost his sight. And it's not so much he lost it, but his sight was non-functional, shall we say. So he does that. He lays hands on him. And then he says this. Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road by which you were coming, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And <laughs> that right there is another little loaded phrase, isn't it? Just look at it from the beginning. He says, Brother Saul. He calls him brother. He calls him brother. Ananias knew that his belief was real. Okay, Therefore, he calls him brother. And then he tells him that the, it was the Lord Jesus who appeared to him on the road. Now, how did Ananias know about the account? Well, there's a couple of things. The Lord might have told him. We just don't have that account. Okay, He might have told him exactly what occurred. When he came to the house... Uh, uh, the brothers that were with Saul, the people that were traveling with him, may have told Ananias what had happened. Okay. Either way, he knew what had occurred. And now he's speaking forth affirmation, confirmation, exhortation, encouragement to Saul here, saying, It's the Lord who appeared to you on the road, and this same Lord has sent me to you. Now, Saul knew about the vision he'd had that Ananias was coming. Ananias knew about the vision he had that he had to go to Saul to restore his vision. So they both knew, and he's confirming it to him. He sent me that you may regain your sight, but it's not limited to that, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Same type of thing that we saw when Peter and John were sent by the apostles to go to Samaria. And they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit, and were filled with the Holy Spirit to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay? Uh, It literally has the idea in the Greek to fill, to be completed, overflowing type of thing. And again, remember what I told you when we first started looking at all this. What are we learning about the Spirit? So we saw it in the second chapter of Acts, where the Spirit fell upon uh, the body of Christ, right? On the day of Pentecost. And, and they actually became the body of Christ that day, and then uh, we saw it with Stephen, who was full of the Spirit. Okay, we saw it with Philip. We saw it with the uh, those in Samaria who believed, and we see the Spirit coming upon them and following, falling upon them, but never the same way twice yet. So just sort of pay attention to what happened. For, the Lord had a purpose here. He sent Ananias to lay hands on Saul. To where he would regain his sight, and then he'd be filled with the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. And immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales, and he regained his sight and got up and was baptized, and he took food and was strengthened. That's interesting, is it not? Because when he lays hands on him and he says this, you're going to regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit, then something like scales fell from his eyes. And I don't think this is metaphorical. I think this is an actual thing because the word actually means like flakes, like fish scales. The, the Greek word is actually derived from the word that where we get leprosy. <laughs> and so there was something that had come over his eyes whereby he couldn't see. That Fell off his eyes where he could see, where Ananias could see, where the people around could see, and he regained his sight. What did he do immediately? He got up and was baptized. Well, who said anything about being baptized? What's the point of baptism? Remember, it's identifying with. It is literally okay. It is literally saying, "This is whose side I'm on." It is literally saying within the unseen realm that I am a child of the Most High now. You are defining whose team you're on, whose army you're on. He got up, Saul got up and was baptized. I think Saul probably had far more insight into what was occurring right here than we do. But he didn't have complete total insight because God actually took him off for three years and taught him. So he took food and was strengthened. Remember, he hadn't eaten for three days rest of verse 19 says this. Now, for several days, he was with the disciples who were at Damascus. And immediately, he began to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And so what a powerful thing. Here is the number one enemy of belief that Jesus is the Son of God, who literally in a moment's time was struck down and said, who are you, Lord? Who are you, Lord? And the Lord says, I'm Jesus who you are persecuting. He goes, he spends several days with the disciples. What would he have been doing with the disciples? He would have been listening. He would have been learning. He would have heard the accounts. He would have heard all this. And he begins to proclaim Jesus in the synagogue. Now, don't forget, Saul, man, he had a PhD in Judaism okay? He'd studied with Gamaliel. He was the brilliant one. And here he is taking what he knew from the scriptures, the Old Testament, and now proclaiming that, yes, Jesus is the fulfillment of what we've seen. The people were amazed. Verse 21, let me just close with this, says this, all those hearing him continue to be amazed and were saying, is this not he who in Jerusalem destroyed those who called on this name and who had come here for the purpose of bringing them bound before the chief priest? (laughs) And they're saying, hey, isn't this the guy that had done all this to us? Then verse 22, but Saul kept increasing in strength and confounding the Jews who lived at Damascus by proving that this Jesus is the Christ. He kept increasing in strength. Is it talking about physical strength? Well, perhaps, but probably not. Strength of the word, strength of understanding, strength of the spirit, strength in boldness to speak forth to the Jews who lived in Damascus, confounded them. So these are the ones that were not the believers yet. He was proclaiming to them that Jesus is the Christ. Man, what a great, great, great thing. A picture, a model, an example for us folks. Again, I'm Dale. We'll continue on the story later. See you then. Bye-bye.